This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am but only for a couple more days UK time because of course on Tuesday there won't be a show I don't imagine and on Wednesday I'll be in America and doing the show at 8am potentially uh, you Chicago time or Aaron Ramsdale time as it's now known on the channel. Um, so uh, be prepared for that but of course I'll keep you fully updated on everything that's going on so that you can still get your daily fix of Arsenal news. Uh, without further ado, let's crack on with saying our hellos to the chat box. Peeny Ween, good morning to you. Getting in there first. Good to see. Blackshine always early as ever. Martin, good morning to you. To Carl, to Amira, Kaiser, Stephen, Josh and other Stephen in the chat box as well. Uh, we've got Arasilki, we've got Paul, Alex, Morgie, we've got Kings, we've got Olu, we've got Temi, NSW, Sandman, Paul, and plenty more of you as well. Fantastic to see so many of you jumping in. As per, uh, what we're going to do is carry on as usual. And then I've got uh, some positive news to kick off the second part. So we'll get to that. Um, but first of all, uh, if you haven't already checked out my show yesterday with DG, 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 Deluded Guna uh, in yesterday's uh, afternoon 6pm show, make sure you do. Uh, we discussed everything surrounding Arsenal's title challenge the state of the squad, what could change, what still needs to happen, the West Ham game. We discussed loads. I think me and DG are probably the fastest talking YouTubers in the Arsenal sphere. So it makes for a lot being talked about in the space of just 25 minutes. Um, so it's certainly worth your time listening to it. But I, I recommend maybe slowing it down to 0.75 speed because we're both very fast in how we talk. If you speed it up, it, I'm not even sure it's comprehensible. Uh, moving forwards and a dramatic 3-3 in yesterday's uh, PL2 clash between Arsenal and Brighton uh, was witnessed. Uh, Katalin Kurjan getting the third goal just a couple of minutes after the third Brighton goal of the game in the 80th minute. Big result. Uh, Arsenal need to make sure they avoided defeat as Mehmet Ali continues to be 
under pressure a bit, I suppose. I'm not really that keen on putting pressure on the youth academy managers. They're, 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 what they deal with is so different to what everyone else deals with. They lose their best players to loans, to promotion, to the senior squads. I mean, we've got a lot of players in the first team that arguably could still play for the under-21s, but don't because they're good enough to play for the senior level. So uh, it's a very difficult scenario to manage. But uh, a 3-3 draw, very exciting indeed. Now, Raw Waters has been tipped for senior success at Arsenal. Supposedly, according to The Athletic, in a brilliant interview, Art De Roche doing some fantastic work uh, with Raw Waters, discussed that the club are very, very impressed with Waters. And there is plans to promote the player into the senior setup. So expect to see him involved in the summer pre-season tours, maybe alone next season to a senior side, could be next, but uh, the club rates him very highly indeed. Now, Klopp has explained his feelings around uh, Jude Bellingham. Of course, this is more of a Liverpool than an Arsenal story, but with us very much um, involved or following the Bellingham race, we'll continue to keep you updated with what's going on around it. Klopp said the decision of the budget comes from the owners and the other decisions come from us. If the budget is the budget, then we have to do what we can do. Other clubs can do more than us in some situations, like spending money. It's obvious. So clearly, not particularly happy um, <laughs> with the fact that Bellingham's price tag is uh, kind of outpricing them from their primary target. He carried on by saying prices change over time. We have to make decisions for the club. We cannot be angry if we don't get someone. We have to sort it. It's not fun watching other teams strengthen, but it's life. We work with it. So uh, very interesting Klopp money about uh, money when they've spent huge sums of money in the past. But uh, Bellingham seemingly a little bit out of reach whilst they'll be out of the Champions League for next season. Now, there has been a number of reports in the last week or so talking specifically uh, about following Balogun's price tag. We heard uh, from the continent that supposedly Arsenal will be looking for upwards of 40 million euros. And that was, uh, I think, from German outlets looking at RB Leipzig interest. And we've heard yesterday that apparently now they want just 30 million euros for Balogun. What that tells us is that I don't think anyone knows what Arsenal will be looking for following Balogun. We'll obviously have to wait until the summer to find out how much money, if indeed he is sold, how much Arsenal will be looking to make. But there are a host of clubs looking at following Balogun now. You've got Marseille, you've got RB Leipzig, AC Milan, Inter Milan, uh, Lille are also looking. I think there's a number of Premier League clubs that have got an interest in the player as well. He's going to be a wanted man in the summer and Arsenal will be using that to their advantage and trying to maximise the potential uh, income from any sale. I know there's lots of fans that don't necessarily want to see following Balogun leave, but with the fact that he wants to play as the first choice striker for next season, that's just not possible at Arsenal. And so they need to respond to that accordingly. Now, Mikel Arteta did, of course, uh, in uh, do his press conference yesterday. There was a lovely little bit where he was asked about whether or not he feels uh, Arsenal are... He felt Arsenal would be in two and a half years' time, um, you know, in a position where they're challenging for the title. And he just simply said, yes, <laughs> uh, which was a really good moment in the press conference, actually. But uh, he was also asked about the the reaction to the Liverpool game and whether or not his players were upset after conceding so late. And he says they should be. Um, when you concede in the last few minutes, you have to be upset. We wanted to win the game, but as well, we have to be realistic. We have to accept that we had an exceptional period in the first half where we should have killed the game. But the reality is in the second half, we had some really tough moments where we had to dig in. We could have conceded a few goals as well, and that was the game. I think that Liverpool game stands as a good reference point for this season. I think it shows us 
where we are as a club and what we're capable of, but also the things that we still need to improve. And I think that Arteta certainly recognises that as well. What the big takeaway from his press conference was, though, was obviously his comments on the team news. The good news is that Eddie Nketiah is indeed available and that he will uh, be involved in the squad, you would think, tomorrow. But the bad news is that William Saliba is still not available, he says. He's progressing well and we are hopeful we'll have him in available in the next few weeks. He was asked about whether he would be back out on the grass and he says he's not far from doing that. Obviously, we need to be cautious because of the injury, but he's evolving well. So mixed news. I suppose the fact that he could be back in the next few weeks obviously is is positive. But at the same time, I think that maybe people were feeling a couple of weeks, a week rather than a few weeks for Saliba. But this back injury is something very, very difficult to kind of, I suppose, quantify in terms of the realism of getting him back and being available to his maximum capabilities. I think we're all looking at that Manchester City game. I'm kind of hoping that maybe he can recover quicker so that maybe he could have some involvement in the Southampton game to be a bit more ready for City game if we want to throw him in. That said, if he's not ready, he doesn't play. It's as simple as that. I'd rather have a fully fit William Saliba for, say, the last four games, four or five games of the season than to throw him in against Man City, get injured and then not be available for the rest of the campaign. We need to be sensible uh, with what it is. Pedro says, have they actually confirmed what Saliba's injury is? It's a back injury, as we're told. It'll be a muscular back injury, I assume, and they have to be very careful with that. But back injuries are things that you can only really monitor day by day and see how things change. It's not like pulling a... um, like a hamstring or doing a ligament, it's backs are very, very difficult to, to manage and to, to know when a player is back. And usually rest is the only real way to strengthen it, whereas you can do like rehabilitation for hamstrings and calves and things like that. But backs are particularly tricky. Just ask the doc and he'll let you know. Okay, let's move to part two then. And your questions right after this. Good news. The hats are indeed back in stock. We have sorted out our issues. Uh, The embroidery uh, machines are back and ready and raring to go. So if you do indeed want to get your hands on any of our brand new caps, including the new gold and black cap, which I know for the away kit is is unavailable everywhere, it seems. Can't get your hands on it whatsoever. But you can get your hands on a black and gold TGT cap. So go to the link in the description. Uh, The Profits is a complete non-profit merchandise scheme uh, with the profits going to help support the local company that are helping embroider the hats for us and of course the rest of it going to Cancer McMillan Support and the Arsenal Foundation as well but as I've said for the month of April Everything that we raise for the Arsenal Foundation will be going to Elia and the guys over at the Arsenal Visions fundraiser, which goes into the Arsenal Foundation anyway, but we're going to be donating straight into that cause. And I'm going to be matching whatever we raise from the merchandise up to 500 uh, 500 pounds. So uh, everything that you, if you buy a cap now in this month, of course, you'll be basically doubling your input into the fundraiser and you can get yourself something back at the same time as well. So if you haven't got your hats yet, make sure you go and get them. Right, let's go into the chat box then and uh, tackle some of these questions. I've only got about 10 minutes. I'm pressed for time this morning. Yes, it is because of golf. (laughs) Before you need to ask, got it at nine. And then I've got a gig later on today, which I'm very, very pleased to be uh, going to in South London at Printworks. Uh, If you've never been to Printworks, tough. You're never going to be able to go because it's closing very soon, which is a really sad state of affairs, actually, that another great 
music venue is going to be closing in London, but it's a sign of the times, unfortunately. Um, Pini Ween says, is there something about Balogun's personality or injury potential or whatever that we may not know about, but the club can foresee a problem down the line? And so are we ready to offload him? I'm not sure uh, it's anything to do with injuries or attitudes. He's done really, really well. His attitude's been good at Rons as well. I think it's just because his attitude in the sense of his his motivation to be a starter is is there and he feels as though he should be starting next season. And he's not going to be able to do that at Arsenal. He's, he's not going to be able to do that at all um, because Gabriel Jesus, still, while he's fit, is going to be starting every single game um, in the Premier League, potentially even in the Champions League. Maybe he can be rotated for a few, but Balogun wants to be the number one striker. And if he wants that, it's not going to be at Arsenal next season. It could be in the future, but if he's not willing to wait or not willing to buy his time, and who can blame him, to be fair? He's had a great season in France. He's earned the right to be a starting striker for next season wherever he plays. Um, and it's just simply not going to be at Arsenal. So that's, I think, why they're ready to cash in on him. Uh, Vegas, uh, thank you so much for the uh, donation. Uh, Vegas Gunner says, Hey, Tom, your thoughts on a backup for Saka? I'd guess it's tricky since some quality players want the first team football. Indeed, they do. Uh, I think that we need to be looking at a left footer. And I think that we need to be looking at somebody that can add that variation that we've got in the forward line anyway if you think about it it's quite mad to say it but Saka is our only senior available winger with a left foot I mean we've got Odegaard and Vieira of course but in terms of the front three he's our only left footer Nicola Pepe went on loan to Nice and I think next season obviously we'll we'll leave him we'll leave permanently so we need to have a look at maybe bringing in a left footer in the summer for that forward line that's what I certainly would be looking at anyway um Let's go. John says, Tom, the Spuds can't even get a new man in. They're septic to any... Do you mean sceptic? <laughs> Very different word. They're sceptic to any decent manager these days. Loving it. Arsenal Academy is fruitful. Indeed, John. Enjoy it. Enjoy every second of it, mate. Um, Temi says, surely Balogun is worth more than 30 million. Yeah, I think he's worth more than 30 million euros. I think he's closer to 40 million euros is what he's probably worth and what we should be aiming to get. Um... Amira says, who's more press resistant, Thomas Partey or Mikel Arteta? I mean, to be fair, I've spoken with Partey um, after the, what was it? Was it the, what game did I speak to Thomas Partey after? It was a midweek game, I think. Um, I can't remember. We spoke to Thomas Partey after one of the Premier League, I think it might have been the Everton game at home. Spoke quite well, to be fair. I'd never, you know, interviewed Partey before and spoke quite well about his team, about kind of his uh, transition. I asked him about his injury record and if he struggled with that, he talked about the fact that it's specifically to do with his injuries and and like the the transition from La Liga to the to the English league is never going to be easy. Mikel Arteta is very press resistant though, <laughs> in a very different meaning. Uh, Mehdi says uh, Laka is now the top scorer in the French league, but couldn't replicate that in the Premier League. Could this be the same for Balogun? It's a good question. I would say that I think obviously it's a lot to do with systems. I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on leagues and put too much emphasis on the idea that the league is the reason why teams can score. I think if you're in the right system, in the right club, you can flourish. And I think we've seen that um, with, with what Balogun's done at Rons. But of course, but Lacazette's had a great season for, for Leon. He's starting every game. All, everything is going through him. Um, and he's back where I think he feels comfortable. So, but he's, yeah, you've got to say, what a free deal that was for uh, for Leon in the end. Uh, Jake says, did you watch the, watch the Masters, Tom? Aram could be a legend. Yeah, I did indeed. It was brilliant. It's the first time I've really sat down and probably watched a full golf event because I've only recently got into the sport, but 
yeah, it was it was exciting. I used to watch golf when I was younger and be like, this is well boring. But actually now I can feel like I can appreciate <laughs> the sport. Uh, Ade says, Balogun at 40 million doesn't make sense to me. Mudrick was worth over 80. Again, I try and say this to so many people. Please don't compare players' price tags because the amount of factors that are involved in different transfers means that you can never accurately say, well, if he's worth this and move for this, surely we can get this for this guy. I know that's how Shakhtar kind of justified the Mudrick price with Anthony, but it's just not going to happen. And I think, if anything, the Mudrick deal will be a warning to clubs about spending money in that kind of level for players that have only just burst onto the scene as well. Um... Michael says, did I catch you live or is it 3 a.m.? It is indeed 3 a.m. wherever you happen to be. <laughs> um, Jim says, is my cap too small? Maybe. I have a very, very big head. I can loosen it at the back. These are adjustable. So uh, there we go. A little bit, little bit bigger. Lovely stuff. Maybe that's fitting more. But thanks, Jim. I appreciate that. <laughs> Pointing out my massive head. Um, Yoni says, uh, why does it always seem like there's reports on our players driving their prices down? Surely Arsenal haven't told anyone how much they're willing to let Balogun go for. Exactly. you got to think. Think who's who would be leaking the price. Who would be wanting to, to get the price down to get their player removed and then start thinking about who that might be. Uh, Justin says, do you think there's a chance Santa Cazorla comes back to Arsenal for a coaching role? Yes. Yes, I do. I think there's definitely a chance of that. Arteta and Santi are, are very, very good friends. And uh, he's still playing at the moment. I think he's still playing potentially even for another season. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I, I don't think he's got any plans to retire just yet. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he might be playing for another season. Um, Amir saying, can anyone help me out with away days? First ever away game on Sunday at West Ham. I wonder if there's a usual spot for Arsenal fans to meet up. That's actually a really good question. Um, I'm Oh, that's actually some news. I'm actually going to be going to the game now, it turns out. I did get accepted. So I am going to be heading over there. Uh, West Ham Arsenal Pub. Let's see if there's anything... Um, London Derby away at West Ham. Let's go back to winning ways. See you at the pub. Jack's Bar, it seems, uh, is what I'm seeing on Twitter. Unless this is... Oh, hold on. <laughs> this is for Silicon Valley. I mean, if you want to head over to San Jose in California, feel free. Um, that's the danger of searching things on Twitter and then reading them and without actually reading them properly. I don't know what the Arsenal pub will be um maybe somebody in the chat box who goes to the away games will be better in the knowledge that i will be but i can't see anyone what i would say amir is just you head onto twitter don't look at san jose though that won't be a help to you at all um but uh certainly there's uh there's uh there'll be information somewhere someone will know where people are meeting um and what the away pub is for uh for west ham so yeah have a look and uh, if you're in our discord server there's a big meetup uh, tab that we've got going on in there, which our, our um, listeners use to meet up with one another, which is fantastic to see people meeting up. I always remember the moment when our Strava group, by the way, we do still run that Strava group. I'm hoping to do another Eat, Sleep, Arsenal repeat pod next week, hopefully. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's a situation where we had two people in Alicante meet up, which is amazing. I love that. Like, stories like that are absolutely brilliant. Um, Red Rain says the West Ham home entrance is going to be good. Uh, it's going to be, hope it's going to be a good game. I'm really hoping that it is. Daniel says go to Nando's in Westfields. I mean, Daniel's match day experience is compared to the the average fan 
Yeah, a lot more piri-piri in, in Dan's life. Carl says, Tom, who would be your starting forwards for the West Ham match? Well, how about you go and watch the preview, Carl? <laughs> you can find out there. Um, Steve says, after yesterday's show, I had to look up what a squib was. Uh, I wasn't expecting that due to watching an Arsenal-related stream. Hey, look, that's down. I think it was, was it Lee? I think it was Lee said a damp squid, <laughs> which is, as I said, all squids are arguably damp. So he's not wrong. It's just the the saying was completely off. Completely off indeed. Um, Daniel says, uh, do you think we need to up our game in terms of promoting Balogun? He has scored more goals this season than Mudrick and has his whole life. Uh, <laughs> he is one goal behind Jonathan David. Surely 60-plus. Um, yeah, again, like I just, he's just not going to get, you got to think about who's going to pay 60 plus million for Balogun. No one. Arsenal are open to selling him. He's made one season, you know, playing in France, which I know the argument be, well, Mudrik only had one or two seasons playing in Ukraine. I get that. But if the interest is there from clubs that can pay 60 million, sure, then we can start to talk about it. Hence why interest from clubs like Arsenal and Chelsea meant they could charge that much money. But when it's clubs like RB Leipzig, Milan, Marseille, Lille, these aren't clubs that can pay 60 million. And because of that, you're not going to see clubs bidding 80 odd million plus um, for someone like Balogun. So that's why you've got to, the, the, whatever the player is bid for is, is, is basically what the market price determines. So it's all to do with that. Um, Cody, if you want to rewind and go through our Saliba section, it was in the first part of the show, mate. Uh, Yoni says, Tom, if you could pick any one player in the world football to improve the current 11, who would it be? Jude Bellingham, without a shadow of a doubt. Easy peasy. Jude Bellingham, straight into that Xhaka role. See Arsenal saw. Um, Peter says, do you think Arteta is saving Saliba for the Man City game and avoiding taking any risks playing him early? Potentially, but I think they are still very much monitoring his injury day by day. It's as simple as that. Anyway, uh, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been a genuine pleasure, it as always is, to speak with you. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 6? Six, six? No, not 6. At 8 a.m., of course, to bring you all the latest regarding Arsenal on match day. Very much looking forward to travelling to the London Stadium for the first time tomorrow as well. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, I'm hoping that we can bring home a big, big, big three points as well. As I mentioned, you can still get our hats, uh, which obviously are non-profit and go to help support a local business that embroidered the hats for us, a Cancer McMillan support and the Arsenal Foundation as well. And I will be matching everything up to £500 that we make uh, from our Arsenal Foundation donation from the hat. So everything that you uh, donate in the next, well, 10 days or so go straight to it those that are coming to chicago and coming to the event i will have a link for you to access a special uh hat that will be released to you guys first before we open it up wider as well so i look forward to seeing you if you're going to be going um but thank you john thank you for the the support it's only the pitch and putt today 18 holes but uh uh all par threes it's got to practice that short game all about your short game if you can get if you can get shots off your short game the rest will take care of itself. Thank you ever so much, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate your kind support, as always. Drop a like on the video. And thank you for helping us reach 46,000 subs, by the way. I didn't mention that, um, but we did manage to hit 46,000 subs. So thank you so, so much for that. Um, but yeah, see you soon. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. 
Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.